Hello there. Don't be alarmed. We're just preparing your listening device for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. We do this, of course, by filling the radio with water. Don't worry. We're professionals. Thanks to me, you won't even get wet. You see, I've crammed every appendage of my body into the cracks and crevices of your radio, ensuring an airtight seal. By the way, don't touch your on-off knob. That's a very sensitive area. Anyway, I should remind you, we believe in the buddy system just like diving, so don't listen alone. Call your buddy and tell them that Scuba Radio is about to begin. We're going to start a new life under the sea. So, uh, am I going to drown? Of course not. Just stay calm and let the gentle currents relax your every muscle. Under the sea. Under the sea. Did it just get warmer? There'll be no accusations. Just friendly crustaceans under the sea. Where the hell are the sharks? And now, here's your dive guide for Scuba Radio, Greg the Dive Master. And welcome. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master, fresh from our Virgin Voyage cruise with uh, Dive God, Camel Demartini, uh, Stuart Cove, uh, Scuba Radio Scuba Squad. I'm slightly hungover still. Uh, and, you know, there's so much stuff that happened off the air on, as well as on the air. It'll percolate up uh, through the next few episodes of the big show. But in the meantime, we've got to get back on track. And I've uh, recruited one of my favorite guests to help us out. Paperback That would be Eric Douglas. He is a paperback writer. And uh, he's on Scuba Radio right now. Eric, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Greg. I, I, I love that I have my own bumper music. That's, that's right. That's great. You, you should feel special because you are. How about that? Well, and it's but it's not you or CJ singing it, so that's that's always a plus. Oh, okay. Well, I'll take that as the uh, a complaint it was uh, meant to be, but uh, uh, that's other, fine. <laughs> the other observation I have to make is you referred to this trip you just took as a virgin, cruise. right? I'm confident there were no virgins on that trip anywhere. You know, you won't be the first person to point that out on social media. And uh, because we posted a lot of pics and we got a lot of those type of comments like, I don't see a virgin in sight. What the heck is that all about? Yeah. Did you sacrifice one? I mean, well, <laughs> you know, uh, like I said, some stuff happened off the air that I don't know if we'll be able to talk about it on the air, but it was all good. It was, ve- all good. Uh, you know, when you get the, you know, dive legends like that together, Stuart Cove, Neil Watson, uh, Walty Martini, I mean, Gomez, Julio. <laughs> As well, I mean, you're going to get some stories from back in the day from these pioneers of the dive industry that are, I mean, there it, it's it was just such a treat for me to be able to hang out with those guys over a few days. I mean, we oh, didn't okay. have to be on a boat; we could have been anywhere. But I'm telling you, it was so much fun. Every time I hang out with that uh, crew, I got to tell you, I hear new stories even after 25 years of doing the show and. And having the opportunity to, you know, have a cocktail with them at a dive show. It's amazing. The plethora of uh, life. I mean, they they each have lived 10 lives over. And it's so entertaining. I, uh, that, that's definitely a group who, who has been there, done that. And, and, and most of their stories are even true. Uh, right. That's what's scary. Because <laughs> some of them you're going, come on. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially for people like uh, Mermaid Kristen and some of the newbies that we had on the boat, and they heard some of these stories. They were kind of looking over at me like, was he telling the truth? 
And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> he actually did that. He actually did that. <laughs> Before they knew better, <laughs> you know. But uh, we captured some of it on the show last week. But uh, like I said, there were a few other little tidbits that we'll share in future episodes of the show. But how are you doing? You writing new books? What are you, what are you up to uh, these days with booksbyeric.com? You know, uh, speaking of storytelling, um, uh, and none of my stories are true, or are they? <laughs> or exactly. <laughs> there you go. There's that question. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the last Mike Scott story came out nine, 10 months ago, um, uh, last winter. And, uh, right now I'm just kind of in the, in the research phase. Uh, uh, life's kind of gotten in the way of a couple times this year, but, um, I'm in, I'm researching what will be the, the next books and the, the backstory and the subplot stuff for, for what will be the 12th Mike Scott story. Can you believe that? That I, is, uh, I mean, you've been doing this quite some time. So there you go. Now, where where is I, the backdrop for the the next one? Can you share that much, or can, are you sure. keeping um, that close? To the if you, so, for those of you who read the the last book, um, the uh, held hostage, search for the June call, there was kind of a subplot in the book about uh, this uh, Confederate spy, this female Confederate spy during the Civil War, mm-hmm. who had gone to to England to raise money and do all this kind of stuff. And then when she came back to the U.S. right near the end of the war, she thought she was going to be captured, jumped off of her boat, and ended up drowning because she had, like, gold coins sewed into her dress as a way to smuggle the money back into the Confederacy. Right. Uh, but at the end of the book, uh, there's, a, there's, and there's kind of a lot discussion between a couple of the main characters saying, hey, we found out where the money that she had raised was. It's in England. We'll see you there in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So that's where the next one's going to pick up immediately after this most recent book in, in London. So Held Hostage Part 2. Held Hostage Part 2, <laughs> the sequel, Part 2. Right. Um, yeah, a yeah, lot no, of the, uh, the Mike Scott books that Eric writes do read just like big blockbuster movies. They have that diving focus because Mike Scott's a photojournalist and he's a diver and, and stuff. You can pick it up at any you know, there's like a sequence sometimes to the books, but you really don't have to read them in order necessarily, right? No, that's exactly right. Uh, I try to write them all. You know, if you jumped in the 10th book or the 11th book, I try to write them with enough backstory, not so it's not too annoying to, to somebody who's read all the previous books, but just enough to kind of fill you in so you can jump in. And even this next one, there will be enough. I'll, I'll fill in enough of the what happened before stuff to right. uh, you could. You could start at number number twelve and and jump straight into it once it's done, but it, it'll be a little bit longer before, I before gotcha. that one's in anybody's hands. Now, as far as inspiration for this next storyline, where did you get it? You know, uh, one of my favorite places uh, to dive, but also just favorite places to, to hang out and stare at the waves is the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Uh, I just just lo- and the diving there is is not always easy, but it's some some beautiful diving with these amazing shipwrecks. So I was literally just one day looking through a book of shipwrecks off of North Carolina, and it referred to this this particular wreck, which was ended up being the blockade runner that this this spy was on, and it had just like two paragraphs about uh, Rose Greenhow, this Confederate spy, and I'm like, who in the world is this? And just hmm. you know how life on the internet you you run Went down, down a rabbit that, hole. Yeah, but, exactly. Just in next thing, uh, click and, here, and click just there. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like I've got to tell this story. I've got to I've got to write about this. Right. And a lot of the stories that Eric writes, I mean, you know, we we don't know 
if they're not true necessarily because they they have such a place in realism and and actual facts and history and stuff that he incorporates into the story he might embellish a little bit uh here and there but uh but we don't know for certain i mean you know it, I, i've kind of scratched my head a couple times like you know did this really happen you know and uh but that's part of the charm of reading the books and makes them just that much more entertaining. You know, one of my favorite books actually for that, uh, I, you're absolutely right. I try to pull stuff from kind of what's going on in the news and the world and, and the places I've been, I've, I've been very fortunate, maybe not quite as fortunate as you, but very fortunate to travel quite a bit, uh, in the dive industry and go to a lot of really cool places. But actually one of my favorite books for, for, talking about what's really happening was, was the 10th book was water crisis, you know, because that's, I, I was able to throw in a lot of places that are running out of fresh water and, and that kind of fact and, and current, uh, happenings, current news events. Yeah. That, right uh, out of the news. And, and there's, you know, and some of what I predicted is coming true. I mean, not the, but there's, there's no Russian oligarch that's poisoning South Florida's water that we know of. But, but still there's, you know, there's a whole bunch of that that makes you go, Hmm, wow. He talked about this two years ago. You know? Exactly. So uh, that's one of my favorite books for that. Well, and there's a couple that he's written about the scuba radio crew and yours truly. And, uh, those are totally fictional just for the record, <laughs> especially <laughs> if you don't get past the first 10 pages of one of them. I'm not that bad of a guy. Honest. I swear. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Books by Eric.com. You can purchase them all right there. Uh, and you'll thank me for it once you do. All right, Eric, always a pleasure, my friend. Good talk to you, Greg. And we got more coming up on the world's first radio show devoted to diving. This is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. Bula. You'll hear that a lot when you visit Fiji. It's more than a greeting. It's the spirit of this friendly country. With 333 islands, white sand beaches, and year-round tropical warmth, it's hard not to feel happy at this exceptional dive destination known as the soft coral capital of the world. Fiji Airways has a modern fleet of aircraft to take you to Fiji in style and at great prices. Contact your travel agent now or go to FijiAirways.com and plan your Fijian dive adventure. That's FijiAirways.com. Come as a guest, leave as a friend. It's a philosophy that comes from the top down at Explore Ventures Liveaboards. It doesn't matter if you're traveling solo with a buddy or group. Explore Ventures does the liveaboard dive experience right. For proof, no Explore Ventures has one of the best repeat customer stats in the dive industry. They're also the official liveaboard company of Scuba Radio. You've likely heard us talk about Explore Ventures Scuba Radio Scuba Cruise trips many times, and we invite you to join us on the next one. However, whether we're on board with you or not, I'll bet an Explore Ventures liveaboard trip will be one of the best dive experiences you've ever had it just doesn't get any better save us in kits turks and caicos the galapagos maldives indonesia humpback whales and the silver banks new destinations and itineraries are being added all the time call one of their talented travel consultants to find the explore ventures liveaboard experience that's just right for you 1-800-322-3577 that's 1-800-322-3577 or visit exploreventures.com that's exploreventures.com hey baby 
Andy. What's going down? Later, nerd. Are you lacking with the ladies? Nope. Enhance your scuba superpowers with a new scuba radio hat. Wow, nice hat. Just picked it up at scubaradio.com. Buy two scuba radio hats and get free shipping. Need a dive, buddy, sexy? Always. And I got a scuba radio hat for you, too. <sighs> new scuba radio hats are now available at scubaradio.com. So cool. Order yours today. Or stay a loser. Prepare to rig for dive! Your surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Dive, dive, dive. Have you gone diving before? No. It, it like, literally, like... I snorkel. Do you, like, dive down when you're snorkeling? I tried once, and I, like, kind of threw up a little bit. <laughs> so. I'm running low on air. I'm running low on air right now. Need to go up to I'm running low on air. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. We got plenty of air to get us through the rest of the show, so hang out. Uh, we're going to catch up with a bunch of people we haven't been able to check in with lately. One of them's Tig with ProandParadise.com. He's on Scuba Radio with us right now. Tig, how you doing, buddy? Getting ready for Not Dima? Bad. Yeah? I am getting ready. Yeah, it's going to be here before we know it. A couple of weeks, we'll be all at the uh, hanging out at the Orange County Convention Center here in Orlando, Florida. And uh, Tig and his crew are coming out to network as they do. And rumor on the street is you're even bringing some swag with you from ProAndParadise.com to give away during our morning show uh, opening festivities. Is that true? Or what can you tell us? Yeah, we're having some T-shirts uh, done up. And uh, I don't know if we'll have anything else, but we'll at least have those. You know, give answer questions for people since this is a kind of a relatively new thing. There you go. Pops Absolutely. Yeah, but you know, we got to send them into the show with something to wear. We don't want to send them in uh, naked. Depending on the diver, as it is. Yeah. Depending. Right. So true. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about proandparadise.com. Now, the relatively new business you put together with a couple other friends. So uh, refresh everyone's memory about what you guys are doing exactly, Tig. Yeah. So we got together with. Uh, Doug at Compass Stab and Sale and um, and uh, Trevor and Heather at uh, at Calabra Divers in Puerto Rico. Yeah, um, you know we're all small businesses, and you know you can only do so much by yourself. We thought, you know, they always say two heads are better than one. We thought, well, three or four is even better than that. So, sure, you know we well, can yeah. kind of combine our forces, I for like marketing it. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so you guys got together and basically uh, put together a program. If you want to learn. To uh, well, if you want to make diving your career, you want to pursue like dive master, instructor, that kind of thing. You have three very good viable options for you that are pretty unique than just going to your local dive shop, right? Yeah, same thing. I think I know what I'm doing. So does Doug, and so does Heather and Trevor. But the three of us together combined, it's a lot more experience, so we can bounce ideas off of each other. Um, hopefully, make better programs overall. You know, for you know, no matter where you go. Uh, but the other option was, you know, Doug has a, a private catamaran, so we can do it out on the boat, sailing around someplace. 
Um, then, of course, in Puerto Rico at Calabria Divers, that could be land-based there in, uh, you know, in Puerto Rico. And if uh, somebody really can't travel that much, we still have, you know, U.S. land-based here in Manassas, Virginia. Right. Yeah, or, or you can you can mix them up a little bit too, I guess, right? You could do some of the classroom with you, and then send them out to Puerto Rico or out on the CAD or whatever. Exactly. Uh, do a little bit of that, but uh, you're basically providing more options than what you may typically get uh, just walking into you know an individual dive shop. Which you know you're just leveraging each other's contacts and and uh, stuff. I love it. I mean, and and it really is kind of cool to think about, you know, especially if you're diving in Manassas, Virginia. I don't know what the diving's like there locally, but I, I, it's probably not quite the same as going to Puerto Rico or out in the middle of the, you know, the Pacific. But you know, you got to get your skills somewhere. What is it? What do you got? Quarries and lakes there and locally, or or what do you exactly. have? Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a uh, an old granite quarry that's uh, been flooded, and, and we use it, and it's popular, and, it, and it's actually a nice facility. It, the, the water's clear, but uh, this past weekend, here we are, what, mid, mid-October, mid and the water temp is down to about 71, 72. Ooh. So in two or three weeks, it's going to start getting pretty pretty darn chilly, just be sitting in there doing training all day. Right. Shrinkage so just kicked in options. on me, by the way, just talking about it. That's scary. But yeah, you know, the the thing is, is, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with those dive sites, especially for training. It's excellent. And one of the things I've seen over the years is it's really good for divers to, you know, go through their open water class or beginner class uh, in a in a situation like that, where it might be not exactly the best idyllic discovery channel type, you know, scenes that you get as a diver. But man, you can. It really is a good way to focus on just getting the skills down before you get into those environments where it's spectacular. Uh, are you with me on that, or, or what do you think, Ty? Oh yeah, no, hundred um, percent. Obviously, you know, like most of the local quarries and lakes, you know, we have platforms set, you know, set up, you know, specifically for training. So they're they're great sites for 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 training. But in the same sense, if you had the opportunity and and the you know the will to do it. Hey, I got certified. You know, I became an instructor in Puerto Rico, or I got, you know, I became a a dive master out on a boat sailing, you know, in the Caribbean someplace. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just kind of a, you know, we, as we know, I mean, you've been doing scuba radio for a number of years, and it's based on you know the stories, the things that we get to do as divers. So why not continue that as a professional? Absolutely, yeah, and, and you know, the fact that you have a relationship with these other couple, uh, you know, businesses that are helping facilitate going out on like a liveaboard boat for a few days, or uh, going to a dive destination in Puerto Rico, or and that kind of thing, you, you know, it, it's it's much more friendly to the to the student. You know, it's like, hey, I'm going to learn how to dive in Manassas, Virginia. And then, um, you know, you have a relationship with, the, you know, the dive shop there in Puerto Rico. Uh, and you can send them there and they're, they kind of know how you guys teach. And there's that common thread there that makes it more comfortable for the, for the student. That's what you've learned over the years as well, I would imagine, right? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, even as our shop specifically, I mean, we do everything we can do that if somebody comes in for even open water, you know, they get the same instructor for classroom, pool, and open water just for that comfort level of not learning new teaching styles every time you're trying to do something. So, you know, uh, same thing. If you 
had opportunity and you wanted to do your stuff in January, but you didn't really want to go to Puerto Rico for an entire week. You come to Manassas for a few days and then go to Puerto Rico for a few days where it's warm. Right. Yeah. But you mix I can it also up. join you for that. So yeah, I if you did the same instructor. Right. It, well, yes. And that, so that benefits you because you get to go to Puerto Rico too. If you're their instructor, is that what you just said? Well, you know, it's not all about us as <laughs> professionals, but if you get those, get those perks from time to time, you that's, enjoy them. Yes. That's right. <laughs> I, I see where this is leading. Uh, and that's just good business. Any way you look at it for sure. But, uh, pro is a website. They can get everything there online to find out about the three different destinations or, uh, operators. And, uh, you can start right there with one of them, or like you said, mix it up a little bit, but they'll find everything right there on the website. Is that right, Tig? Yep. Uh, it's all there. And I, and I did neglect to mention, um, we also opened, uh, the Dan classes, divers alert network. Uh, we have, uh, examiners, uh, they can do that also. So oh, not nice. just the, uh, not just if you want to do SSI professional courses, but we also do the Dan courses. Okay. Well, there you go. Pro in paradise.com. Check it out. Uh, it's a good effort that these guys have put together, just making it easier for people to learn how to dive and you know, do continuing education. And of course, they'll be at the DEMA show with us here in a couple of weeks. Look forward to seeing you there, uh, uh Tig. I will see you bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Well, I didn't say I was going to be that, but I'm glad you're (laughs) optimistic in that regard, and uh, that'll be good to see uh, for sure. All right, uh, we got more coming up. And speaking of DEMA, let's get the big kahuna himself, Tom Ingram from the DEMA organization, going to join us next on the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Simplicity, reliability. It's what you demand of your dive computer. And Shearwater delivers. Shearwater evolved out of one tech diver's need for a reliable, easy-to-use rebreather dive computer and quickly became the tech market leader. Now recreational divers have taken notice. The Shearwater Peregrine is a simple, full-color, multi-gas dive computer. It's also the most economical Shearwater dive computer released to date. Check it out and the entire line at Shearwater.com. Shearwater. Dive computers for demanding divers. Do you have a message or a product that you'd like to share with the diving world? Well, look no further than Scuba Radio. Just like you, thousands of diving enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to scubaradio.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. surface interval is complete you are now clear to dive with scuba radio Radio. the world's first radio show devoted to diving dive 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 we do our hunting and farming here underwater the sea supplies all my wants the gravity pull harder we'll go underwater baby dance with me under the waves Listen, 
This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. Tom Ingram from the DEMA organization with us right now on Scuba Radio. Tom, how you doing, buddy? Coming down to the wire. Good to talk to you. Yeah, yes, sir. It's getting quite busy around here. (laughs) I have no doubt. You know, the uh, indications are the show's going to be really strong this year. Are you feeling it? Are you getting that energy uh, back at headquarters in California, too, or what? You bet. Uh, Yeah, we have all sorts of good stuff that's going on. You know, the the floor plan has grown uh, since last year. We're up uh, really more than 50%. Excellent. On exhibit space sales. So everything is going really well. And even our attendee base, you know, one of the things that happened last year was that we had uh, this interruption of internationals and being unable to get into the U.S. Right. And, and as, as of the beginning of this week, we had 700 international attendees registered. So That's excellent. Um, yeah, we're moving. We're moving. Yeah. And, you know, I'm really excited about it. I can tell you from, you know, our little world and in our little bubble uh the destinations in particular like you said maybe it's because of the travel uh people can get around the world a little much much easier this year than last year they are pulling out all the stops we are giving away more trips during our little morning show opening festivity uh you know song and dance routine this year than we ever have in the history of doing scuba radio or the dema show so i mean it's great great. fiji trips uh, we're doing stuff with, uh, let's see, uh, Bonaire and uh, Bahamas. I mean, we got dive computers. Uh, it's nuts how much stuff we get. Yeah, it's this. A, and it's a good, it, it's, it's a, a good gauge, I think. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think so too. You know, it's a great promotional uh, location. It's a great place for folks to come back together face to face. And let's face it, everybody wants to do that. Nobody wants to be stuck behind the computer anymore. No, and, uh, and I don't blame them. And uh, this whole face to face thing is really nothing beats it and we're so grateful to scuba radio for being at the show helping us open the show every day uh in fact so much so that we're actually going to do a little award presentation for uh, samantha whitcraft who That's was right. the 2020 wave makers award winner and she was unable to get her award because we didn't have a show have a show <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> So she's going to be there on Thursday morning. Exactly. She'll be part of the festivities in, uh, during the morning show Thursday morning. So you'll have to join us for that. And it's been a long time coming for her. So uh, it's good that yeah. uh, she'll finally get her recognition as a wave maker. And, uh, you know, yes, and all the other folks that get uh, awards. And, you know, you may ask yourself, well, what, what is this DEMA thing? If you're just a diver, you may not be that up to speed. But, you know, DEMA is our dive association. And if you're a professional in the industry, you really owe it to yourself to be a part of it. It's really the only way to network truly with fellow dive professionals every year. You know, whether it's in Orlando like it is this year or Vegas or maybe in New Orleans, uh, it's going to be coming up. But it's really a a unique event. And the fact that we have had to, uh, you know, postpone it a couple years there, uh, you know, a couple years ago. I mean, we we had it last year, but it was kind of like with our hands tied behind our back. Because like I said, or like you said, the travel was very restrictive, especially for the international community and the dive industry. So uh, it's good to get everybody back. I mean, we've been doing this so many years, and I know you feel the same. This is like a family reunion uh, kind of thing when we get to connect with all our friends in the industry. Is that right, Tom? It's very true. Like I said before, that we're so excited to get out from behind the computer and meet, meet back together face-to-face. And that's really one of the major benefits of attending the show is that you have the opportunity to meet with your colleagues. You can meet new folks that you haven't met before, and you put a name and a face together, which is extremely important 
in this industry. We are a relationship-based industry. We always have been. And we need to we need to get back together again and see each other. Uh, it, it's how it all works. It's how sales are made. It's how business is conducted. And it should be. So we're yeah. excited to have everybody back. You yep. know, Zoom is fine, but you got to press the flesh if you really want to get out there. And, <laughs> that's uh, right. Uh, make it happen for your dive-related business. You know, and Dima, that's what they do for the show. But they do a lot of other things, too. And, uh, you know, as far as looking out for the dive industry's interests, there's a couple things that we want to touch on. One in particular being the shark diving issue has popped its ugly head again here in Florida. And uh, Dima is uh, trying to help facilitate, get the word out of what divers can do to stop this effort, to stop it. Because that's what has happened again. I can't believe uh, that this has uh, reared its ugly head again. But what what is it, a presentation or an effort from, is it Noah that's behind this presentation or what? What, what happened exactly, Tom? That's, that's, that's right. So one of the things that DEMA does in addition to research and putting on the show and doing all of these other things that uh, help to bring the industry together to grow the diving industry worldwide, is we're, we're pretty heavily involved with public policy advocacy, uh, both here in the U.S. and uh, internationally when we can. And in this instance, what's gone on is that uh, the state of Florida, uh, for many years, has restricted feeding of fish, which is really aimed at feeding sharks, restricting that activity right. uh, in order to, to bring a shark in so that you can actually see it and observe it and take photographs of it. That's been in state waters since uh, 2002, I guess. And, uh, and the, the fact of the matter is that now, uh, just like every other government program out there, as soon as it gets started somewhere, it's going to continue to expand it has a life of its own. Right. So what's gone on is that, that it's uh, now the, the federal uh, government has decided to step in and tell us whether or not it's important to be able to restrict shark feeding while you're in the water taking pictures of them. And, you know, I'm not talking about hanging uh, some gigantic mammal off the back end of the boat somewhere. We're talking about natural food, talking about fish uh, being used to attract a shark, to get them close enough to take a, a photograph of them. That's really all we're talking about. But in federal waters, Starting in the Florida Keys National Marine Sanctuary, which is where this has been proposed, they are proposing that no shark feeding, really, they say no fish feeding, but it's aimed at sharks, but they're aimed at trying to prevent that from taking place. Now, the real kicker to this is that at exactly the same time, with absolutely no restrictions, the fishing community can still feed sharks and other fish and attract them so that they can harvest them they can right. kill them and they take can them out chum of the them water. to kill them but you can't chum them to take pictures of them it makes no uh, sense at all it, in, it does not make any right. sense we certainly don't think it's appropriate to have it take place with divers only and still allow it from a fishing side so what we're proposing and what we would like to see the diving community get behind and we're, we're asking you to comment on the government regulations website regulations.gov to comment and we've got lots of stuff on dima.org that you can kind of follow along but what we're proposing is that uh, we would suggest that if you're going to participate in shark feeding fish feeding of any kind that you take a course that is designed to help you interact with marine life and there are a number of of sets of guidelines that are out there one of the biggest issues that we have is if this gets put into place in federal waters 
it'll be put into place in every area where federal waters touch state waters. Yeah, it sets a precedent, and then it just metastasizes across uh, the state, if not the world. I mean, it really, it, it's kind of a sad yeah. state of affairs, and it's based really on nonsensical politics. You know, I don't want to get yeah. into that whole thing, but oh, it's aggravating. All right, but that's well, just one well, of the... Before you get off this point, raises one very important issue, and that is that the science does not agree with this approach. Right. It's peer-reviewed science. We've quoted it to them. We've shown them. We've had the scientists be involved in the development of those guidelines. So uh, there's absolutely no reason for this to happen. No, there's not. I mean, just when you dumb it down to the simple statement is, it's okay to chum a shark to kill it, but you can't chum a shark to take a picture of it? Come on! It it makes no sense. All right, we got more with Tom Ingram from the DEMA organization next on the World's First Radio Show devoted to diving. Stay close. This is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Okay. Who wants to go down the creepy tunnel inside the tomb first? We're just going to wait here for a little while so things quiet down if you don't mind. You're going down. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Tom Ingram from the DEMA organization with us right now. Got the big DEMA show happening in a couple weeks. You know, they do a lot of stuff at uh, DEMA. Uh, you can check it out, DEMA.org. If you're part of the dive industry, you should already know this. But if uh, for some reason you don't, you really should be a member. I don't know how you can be a member of the dive industry with not being a member of DEMA. Makes no sense. It's our only dive association, and it's the way we network. It's the way we compare notes, make our businesses better, and hopefully uh, make the experiences for divers around the world uh, better as well by uh, using that resource. Now, uh, legislative issues like shark diving and things like that is just one of many things they do throughout the year on top of the DEMA show. But uh, you guys just launched a new program that uh it's kind of like a membership benefit like almost like costco for the dive industry is is that that a way to describe it or what do you think it it is actually when we were putting this together we were looking at all the different rewards programs out there and costco was one of them yeah okay well there you go i just came and came up with that idea i mean well i just saw it i saw the email release on it and uh it makes a lot of sense you're just leveraging the membership organization and using that buying power to like uh, get some special deals for for the membership or what how does it work well sort of like that so so one of our key uh, strategies for helping to keep the association healthy and also helping to keep the industry healthy is for members to engage with us and for us to engage with members and and all of us to work together so the idea is that uh, this rewards program actually recognizes those folks that step in and and actually engage with DEMA, the association. 
Uh, and so what happens is that uh, it's a membership benefit. So it, it does require that the business be a DEMA member. But what happens is that uh, as that member organization attends the trade show or volunteers to be part of one of the eight different committees that we have going on right now, uh, or participates with uh, this legislative effort that we're talking about by contacting lawmakers or or participates in professional development, uh, either at the show or online, as because we do that stuff too. Right. Uh, all of those are engagement activities. And as a EMA member company has their employees, it could be any of their employees, participate uh, in this uh, engagement effort, the company earns rewards. They earn points based on the level of membership that they are. And of course, we have a platinum, a gold, and a silver membership level, depending on how much in the way of do as you pay. Uh, you get additional benefits with each of those different levels. But, but one of the things that happens is that you actually will will earn rewards points that can then be exchanged for dollar value. So they can take those rewards points and they can use it to uh, up their membership for the following year. They can use those rewards points to uh, apply them toward another individual coming to the trade show. It can also be uh, used for um, it can be used for everything. Uh, yeah. Buying sponsorship. It can it can be used for uh, uh, getting more involved in other types of activities. For buying apparel at the Dima Show uh, store. All of those different things that you would uh, be able to use your dollars for. You can use Dima Rewards. I love it. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I've had this question many times over the years. Like, you know, I, I don't know. Dima's there. I don't, I'm a member, but I don't really do anything. And I'm like. I know. I know. I don't. I don't know what that it does for me. You you get that question. I'm like, right. look, you got to understand. DEMA is our membership association in the dive industry, and you will get out of it what you put into it. They're not right. there to just give you stuff. But if you go and you participate in DEMA, go to the show, network. You know, make those contacts. Uh, you know, join a committee, you know, add your expertise in whatever element of the dive industry it might be. You'd be amazed how much you can get out of uh, going to the show and just being part of the DEMA organization. I mean, but once again, it, it, you get out of it what you get into it. You you feel the same about that? I, I absolutely, absolutely do. And, uh, you know, I'm a member of association communities, too, because we are obviously a trade association. So, uh, I do the same things. I learn more about how to run a trade association when I participate with other associations. And I think it's the same thing here. So yeah. anyone that's participating not only with FEMA, but with other uh, organizations that are within the diving industry is going to find themselves improving uh, the way that they do their own business and, mm -hmm. and, and on, a, on a professional, personal level as well. So even, even to the point where... Uh, uh, a business can download the research that DEMA does, and we're involved in all sorts of stuff with that uh, right now as well. Uh, that uh, that actually earns DEMA rewards points. Hmm. So by okay. en by engaging with the association, by using the materials that are there, uh, the business will become stronger. We've seen that over and over again. But not only that, but now you can actually earn tangible rewards points that can be applied back to other things that you'd like to have. Well, there you go. So now, uh, you know, you get out of it what you put into it, but now there's an added incentive that they've created right. 
to uh, make that even easier and more palatable, more tangible, maybe. Uh, but like That's I said, a- just the uh, just the networking opportunities you get at the DEMA show every year is invaluable, especially for new people into the dive industry. I, there's no other thing like uh, the DEMA show. And uh, that's why I'm so excited about this year, because we're fully open. You know, everybody's excited to get back to, uh, you know, making money in the industry and just, you know, getting out there and and connecting again face to face. I know you're very excited about it. I'm very excited about it. Any other uh, elements for this year's show that you're really, you know, jonesed about other than, you know, it's Halloween night the (laughs) night before and everyone's going to be hung over and have masks on Wednesday morning or what do you we're, Monday we're gonna, morning, we're, or Tuesday. We're, 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 yeah, Tuesday morning. We're going to be looking for you and and how well you survived Halloween there. Yes, Greg. it's so, going to be a rough one. Uh, I have a feeling. But we'll make <laughs> I it. Think so too. Well, you know, uh, I I got to say, uh, we're very very excited to be back in Florida. As you may recall, Florida is now the largest diving state in the U.S. Uh, measured by new divers that they overshadowed california during the pandemic so uh, it's a great place that's a great place to be orlando is also one of the top three convention cities in the united states so it's a great place to be uh just from that standpoint and i gotta say our thoughts are with the folks that have been impacted by ian yeah southwest part of the state dema board has authorized uh some emergency assistance uh, to help those damaged businesses get to the show uh, right and let everybody know that they're still in business and still going strong, and they can find that information on DEMA.org. Uh, Orlando itself was not heavily damaged, as I understand, and uh, so we're grateful for that. I, you know, I've served for many years on the Orange County Convention Center Advisory Board, and uh, one of the services that OCCC does is sheltering of emergency vehicles. Uh, and it's really amazing to watch them you know, put a helicopter inside the, uh, the convention center uh, and house it there and make it available if it's needed. But it's uh, they're all sheltered and they're readily available when and where they're needed. The show itself, twenty one, we were mighty but small, and so we're we're actually looking very much forward to being big as well as mighty this coming year. And right. a lot of that is international in nature. Uh, folks just couldn't get here, but we've had all sorts of great registration numbers coming in from the international community now, and nothing beats face-to-face. So we're up in exhibit space. We're up in attendance registration already. We've still got two weeks to go. Come to Orlando, Uh, grab some candy corn, and then join us for the show on Tuesday morning, November 1st at the Orange County Convention Center. Uh, Good stuff. Uh, Tom, always a pleasure. Look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks, my friend. Yes, Greg. Uh, Looking forward to seeing you guys, too. Thank you again for all the help that you give us. Look forward to seeing everybody here at Orange County Convention Center in Orlando, Florida. DemaShow.com. Check it out. And we got Hour 2 of Scuba Radio on deck. Stay close to the world's first radio show devoted to diving. If you be pressurized there, you'll want to be there on Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Scuba Radio. This seems the logical place for fish to congregate. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past editions of Scuba Radio worldwide over the internet at scubaradio.com. So we're in international waters? Indeed so. Tell a friend and buddy up with your radio every week for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Well, it's all very nice here, but we should be going. I miss me wife and me oxygen. Yes, we all miss our loved ones and gases. Let's go. 
The opinions you just heard on Scuba Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. Okay, you know, what I just heard? Blah, 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 blah. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. Come on, quit yanking me. Scuba diving does involve risk and should never be conducted without proper instruction and training. Oh, what's the worst thing that could happen? I could die. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at scubaradio.com. <laughs>